Thank you for listening to the Firelife Church Podcast. For more information on Firelife Church in Irving, Texas, please visit wearefirelife.org. We pray the Lord blesses you greatly through this message. Are y'all ready for a word? How many have your Bible? All right, get your Bible ready. Get your Bible app, always the easiest place. All right, so... Um, I want Rodney, why don't you come up, Rodney? I want to, I want to honor Rodney, okay? Rodney's going to be speaking today, but I, yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, but we can do that now too, but <clears throat> I want to honor Rodney, amen? Come on over here. This is a faithful man, amen? The old guy. This is a good man. Everyone say he's a good man. I've never been around Rodney and left depressed, not once in my whole life, ever. I've never heard him complain. Honestly, has anyone ever heard Rodney complain? I, I don't think I've ever heard him say a negative word, ever. I'm not kidding. It's always encouraging. It's always, let's go. The Lord's got this. If you just put your trust in the Lord, it'll all work out. We're the problem. God's not the problem. That stuff, right? And so Rodney is a pillar in this house. He's an elder here. He's been faithful for how many years now? 23 years. 23 years he's been in this house, steady, faithful, a prayer warrior. Um, the good times, the bad times, and he's just been a faithful man. And so the world needs more faithful men that will find their place and stand there and not shift. And that's Rodney. And so I wanna, would you put your hands to Rodney? I wanna bless him. Yeah, we're gonna pray over him too. Father, we bless Rodney. Come on, he's a good man. We bless, we bless Rodney, we bless Esther, we bless their entire family. Father, we, we declare their heritage, that they belong to you. You have an inheritance for him and it will continue through generations, God. I ask for a fresh anointing on him, a fresh anointing to preach the word that it would find a good place in our heart, that it will produce the fruit that you send it to produce and that we will all leave encouraged. Come on, that we'll all leave ready to go fight. Father, I bless this good man in every way in Jesus' name, amen. hand out here. Thank you. It's good to be here this morning. You know, every song that was sung this morning, I don't know where to go because his faithfulness, uh, his faithfulness, and, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning, really. The message this morning is, who am I? And there's a lot of people today, they're struggling with identity. Who, who am I? Go look at a movie star. They don't know who they are today. Yesterday, I was a Superman. Today, I don't know who I am. So as a Christian, as a child of God, God wants us to know who we are. Uh, if you got your handouts as well, I don't normally use these, but it's amazing. I got you looking at the scripture, and I thought, I may just follow this. Who knows? It's his word. But his presence is here this morning. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm just so thankful once again for his faithfulness. Uh, in my message, it is, who am I? And, and the four questions we ask ourselves is, who am I? Who is Jesus? As a Christian, who am I? Who is Jesus? Who am I in him? And who is he in me? It's very important. You know, my first scripture talks about giving our life to Christ. He said, we come to him, we're a new creation. And here's the best part. And this is the part we've got to remember because the enemy's going to come to you day in and day out. So, well, you've done this, well, you've done that. The word of God says, whenever I come to him, that old things are passed away. And behold, 
all things become new. That means if you gave your heart to God today, everything behind you is forgotten. Everything behind you is forgiven. And it's a new start. It's a new birth. I got to thinking about this the other day. When a child is born, the first thing they do, once they bring him out, bring her out, they cut that cord. That child can never go back to that again. The nurseman is over. He, he or she is totally dependent upon the nurseman from mom, or nurseman from dad. And it's the same way with us. When we give our hearts to God, all this other shit goes out the window. We're under a new re regime. It's him. It's him. And we follow him. I, I was thinking the other day, if, if you can remember back, and this is something that, that God is really burning my heart. Every one of us that's under the, the sound of my voice this morning, at one point in time, God was chasing us. I wish I could say that when he started chasing me, that I just said, yeah, let's, let's go for it. But you know what? The journey... And I was thinking back when I was 16 years old, even though I was in church my whole life, one thing about God, his timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. If you're praying for loved ones and you don't see results, results don't stop praying. Because you don't know what God's doing. You don't know what the Holy Spirit is doing. My family didn't even know that I wasn't saved. But God began to start dealing with me at the age of 16 years old. I was at a party one time. And... Uh, Man, I was the life of the party. It was all good until, until the Holy Spirit walked in and he said, if I were to come right now, do you think I'd walk in there and take you home with me? And then he walked away. And I'm sitting there about three sheets in the wind and I'm going, man, how are we going to process that? To make a long story short, the life of the party went over and crawled up in a corner because you know why? Because God had begun to deal with me and I didn't realize what he was doing. And for months he would talk to me and there was times that I didn't understand what he was doing. What I didn't understand was two things. God had a plan for me. Number one. Number two, he wanted a relationship with me and he was dealing with me and, he, and, I, and I didn't know that. I even asked him one time, I said, God, I don't understand this. Well, I mean, and I wasn't trying to be rude, but I just needed understanding. And I, and I didn't realize that God had a perfect plan, that he wanted to change me. He wanted to bring me into something that was so much better than I could ever think for myself. And, I, I, and then one day God spoke to me and said, it's time. And I gave my heart to life to him. Four months later after I'd been saved, what I'm talking about this morning is God having a plan for your life right now, right where we are. If you said yesterday, he already has a plan intact. If you messed up, it doesn't matter. He still has a plan. If you've got things you don't know what to do with, it doesn't matter. He still has a plan. And that support is so good. I don't have to know everything. I've got some scriptures up here. If you know me, I don't use a lot of, of stuff because I just let God lead me. I don't have 10 minutes to talk, but I've got something in my heart that God's given me. So as we go, we're going to go. But God wants you to understand this morning that he has a plan. If you're facing something you don't understand, it's okay. He has a plan. From beginning to end, I just turned 69 years old in August. Been saved since I was 17 years old. Do the math, whatever that is. Okay, 52 years. 
And as I, I do a lot of, spend a lot of time reflecting now. But as I look back on every situation of my life, when I felt helpless, when I felt hopeless, when I felt like there was no tomorrow, guess what? He was right there. And he had an answer, just like the Word talks about. In Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you. Now, we're talking about the King of kings and the Lord of lords talking to me, talking to you. Every person that's here, he's talking to you personally. Not just me, not just Jared, not just Shagun, but every person under the sound of my voice. God wants you to know personally. That's what's so good about God. It's, a, it's not just hanging out on Sundays. It's a relationship. Every day, 24-7, he says, for I know the thoughts towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, and that goes a long ways. Not of evil, that goes a long ways to give you a future and a hope. But he doesn't stop there because he's talking to us because ultimately he wants to have that relationship with you. We've talked about father and son this morning, about family, and there's nothing greater than having a family. There's nothing greater than having a being the father to children and being able to show them, number one, who he is, number two, to, to be able to take and shape their lives in your own way. He says in verse 12, he says, then you shall call upon me and you'll go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. Basically said, I'm listening, so go ahead. I'm listening. See, you will seek me and you'll find me when you search for me with a whole heart. Next page. This is a part that's so important that you have to understand for yourself. The Word of God says, you've not chosen me. See, that's the thing. When I was running... I wasn't looking for him. I told you a minute ago, I wasn't looking for him, but he had a plan for my life. And he kept chasing, and he kept chasing, and he kept chasing. One day he said, okay, I give up, which was the best thing I could have done. And, and the thing that he wants you to know this morning is that he not only has a plan, but he has a will for you personally. For you personally, unlike nobody else. There's things that God's asking you, Chris. He's probably going to ask of me. He's going to ask you to go someplace that I might not go. But he has a personal plan for every one of us. The Word says, and this is the part you've got to get in your mind. You've got to understand so many people today were struggling with identity. Who am I? Who, who, who am I? Sometimes in our own life, God, who am I? I don't know. What am I supposed to be doing? We've got to understand, number one, he has a plan. He says, you have not chosen me. Here's the best part. It wasn't just happen, gents. When the Holy Spirit started chasing you, he said, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen you. And I've ordained you. I'm talking to every person here this morning. And I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain and whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, I'll give it to you. Good way to find his will. A good way to know because 
you know, when I was going, trying to figure this out, or actually just putting it all together, I struggled with this one part because nobody can get up and, and tell you, well, this is what the will of God is for your life. Now, this is what you should do. I wish I could say it's, it's easy, one, two, three, but it's not. But here's a good, here's a good start. John 15, 7 says, you know, if you really want to know him, if you really want to know him, if you really want to be like him, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done to you. There's so many times we face stuff and we don't know what to do. We don't know what the will of God is for our lives, but God does. And if we will seek his face, thank God for the Holy Spirit. You know, we've been, we're, we're starting to talk about the Holy Spirit a whole lot because I'm going to tell you something. He's a deciding force. I don't know where I'd be without him in so many situations in my life when I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn. But he said, you abide in me and I will abide in you. And we need to know who he is. We need to know who we are in him. God, why did you call me? I don't think there's any two people that God is sitting on the same path. But God's will for our life is, number one, to represent him. Number two, to be that which God called us to be. Every person here, God has, you know, it's not just about a job. I look back on my life, and I can think in every situation, everywhere I was, and it wasn't about me, it was about him, but God put us in strategic places. There's only one place that God can use you. You know where that is? That's where you are. That's where you are. I can't do much about Garland this morning, but I can do something right here because this is where I am. And God, when we wake up every morning, see, here's the great part. The, the thing that we fear the most is the unknown. And can I tell you something? He knows all about it. He knows all about it. So why not just submit yourself to him and let him lead you, let him guide you in every situation. When you're on your job, when you're on your job, just the word talks about praying without season. What he's talking about is stay tuned in with me. You know, stay tuned in with me. You know, the word talks about, there's a place in the word where it talks about to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, and that's the easy, the best part because we really don't know, but he does. In every situation of our life, God knows. And when he does those things, he does it for our good and for his glory in every situation because he cares about us. It's about a personal relationship. We've been talking for weeks and months about we don't want you just to have an experience. We want you to have an encounter. You know, I lived for God. I lived in a house for 16 years, went to church, and I really didn't have a real encounter. You know, I had a few times that people would come and preach hell, and I got the hell scared out of me, but that was a temporary fix. But then one day, God began to love on me. We talked these songs this morning. I'm going to tell you something. His love, that's what keeps me. I forget the rest of that, man. It's his love. It, I can't get past that. We sing that song, nobody ever loved me like him. I've never known a love like this. I've never known a love like this. 
And it's when we abide in him. It's when we seek his face. It's when we get in his word. It's when we get in his presence and say, God, not my will, thy will. God, what do you want today? What do you want today? You're leading, you're guiding. Like the guy said one time, he got up and he said, Lord, it's a great day. Everything's perfect and it couldn't be better. But guess what? I'm about to get out of bed. So I need your help this morning. And quite frankly, we do. It doesn't matter. You, you can come over. I, I can remember nights when you'd come to church on Sunday nights, Spirit of God would move. you fall out under the power of God, get up the next morning and all hell's facing you. And all those feelings you had last night, they're gone. Why? Because reality set in. But he hadn't changed. He's still there. He's still leading. He's still guiding. He's still directing. And you know the best part? He'll do whatever you let him be, but he wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your dad. Somebody asked me one time, my, my son, he's here this morning, and he, he's always talking about me being a good dad. And you know what? I told him, I said, all I can tell you is I'm trying so much to be like him. I'm trying so much to be like I've never known a love like this. I never knew that there could be that kind of love in my whole life. That somebody that cared so much about me, and that's, that's what blew me away. I've been in church 69 years now. For the first 16 years, I, I was always there. You know, I, here's what I feel like in my life. God's timing's perfect, and I think what God said, okay, you're not going to serve me, so I'm just going to store up information for about 16 years. I'm going to let you see truth. I, I grew up in a, in a Christian home, so I saw healings. I saw miracles. I saw this. I saw that. I knew that, that, that it was all real. I never doubted that, but what I didn't know was it was personal relationship. And then he started talking to me, and when he talked to me, it was always about me. It wasn't about somebody else. And it was always something good. Lord, Rodney, I can do this. Rodney, if you'll let me, I'll help you do this. Rodney, if you And I'm thinking, who is this that loves me so much that takes time? Just like I said at one time when I asked him, why are you, why are you chasing me? My name, I told him, my name's not even written down in your book. But see, he had a plan. Holy Spirit never sleeps. And that's why I say, if you're praying for somebody, don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Because God knows what he's doing. God knows what it takes in every situation. In every situation. When I was a, a young man, I, I had a, a brother that was nine years older than me. And he was my hero. And I loved him. And back in 77, he really started being blessed, was making a lot of money. And I would, my prayer always for him, God save him at any cost. You know, the biggest problem we make sometimes, we listen to the enemy. Enemy started saying, you know what's going to happen? And I'm just being honest here. He said, here's what's going to happen. He said, you keep praying like that. You know what God's going to do? He's going to take everything away from him. And I'll be honest with you, I stopped praying that because I loved him so much. And one day God spoke to me. He said, can I ask you a question? You think you know what it takes? He said, I know. Your job is to trust me. He said, then he, then he didn't stop. This is the love of God because he knew my heart. He said, can I ask you a question? What if I took him down? Am I not big enough to raise him back up? 
And then I began to ask God for forgiveness. And then I began to praise him. I said, God, save him at any cost. Because God is able to do anything. He can do anything. And that's the reason we have to see ourselves as he does. The biggest mistake we look, do is look in the mirror some morning and go, I can't do it. And then I hear a voice go, I know it. Never could. You never could. Years ago, I woke up one time, and I was so depressed. I don't get down very much, but I don't know why I'm shaving. And I said, God, I don't know why I'm so depressed. He said, can I tell you something? If you could see what I see, you'd be rejoicing. We have to stay in his word. His word is the only thing that sustains you. His word is the only thing that keeps you. His word is the only thing that keeps you on board. His word is the only thing that keeps you where you should be. In his word, as you seek his face, as you seek his will, he will lead you, he will guide you, he will direct you. The Holy Spirit in so many situations, I didn't know what to do, but I just prayed. And as I prayed, then God would give me the wisdom on what to do in this situation and that situation. That's what we need. The word of God talked about, Jesus told his disciples, he said, I'm going away. It's funny how you can tell people stuff. And he told them the whole time that he was here, I'm leaving. I don't, you guys don't understand. So I didn't come to live, I come to die. And nobody heard him. Nobody was listening. But he told them one day, he said, I'm going away. Come here, get real close though. He said, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He said, I'm, I'm going to send another comforter or another helper and he's not only going to be with you, but he's going to be in you. And he said, here's the best part. He is going to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's going to show you the way. So we don't need to know the way. We just need to trust him because he does. So many situations, everything looks black and white, but sometimes maybe it's not what you think. But God knows best. And he has a plan for every individual here this morning. And that's, a, that's what makes my life so great. I got laid off my job on uh, the 10th of April, 2020. Didn't see it coming. Uh, I knew that this crazy pandemic supposedly was real, but I didn't, didn't buy into it, okay? And uh, Wednesday before he laid me off, this is the goodness of God. My boss calls me in his office, and I get about as far as here, to that pillar right there, to my boss's office. And God spoke to me so clear, and he said, you're about to be laid off. And when he did, the, the peace of God come over me. I can't even explain it to you. And I walked in there, and instead of saying, asking my boss, well, maybe there's something we could do to keep me here. I began to thank him for employment. I began to thank him for all the opportunity because I knew God was with me. I didn't know what I was going to do the next day. But God was so far ahead. I never thought I could afford to retire. But God said, yes, you can, because you're in my plan. Five years ago, I was, I was sitting back in the back, and I've told this before, but I'm wanting to tell you the kind of God we serve is real. He cares about you. I was sitting in my normal spot worshiping God, and I don't know why it came to me, but the thought came to me, you know, God, we used to have a lot of money in retirement. We don't have it anymore. What, what am I going to do? And the Lord spoke to me so clear. 
You know, a lot of people can say this and say that, but when God speaks, you can take it to the bank. And I said, God, I, I, and I hadn't even thought about this, but it just came to me. And I said, God, I, I, don't, I don't have very much. I, what am I going to do about my retirement? God spoke so clear to me. He said, son, you're on my retirement program. And I thought, I, I bad got happy. Might even be a little shout. You know what I'm talking about? And I, and I was sitting there worshiping, and I said, God, I got one more question. A little curiosity here. How much do I have? And he spoke so clear. He said, more than enough. I've been retired for three years. I didn't have a plan, Jared, for April the 12th. Because I didn't know I was going to get laid off. But God was so far ahead of me. God was so far ahead in his plans. And that's what he has for you today. That's what he has for you today. Today, tomorrow, the next day. He knows the end from the beginning. But here's the best part. He has a plan for you personally. Personally. Like nobody else. God's asked me to do something he didn't call Jerry to do. And here's the, the, the best part, to be honest with you. If you won't do it, you ought to get somebody else. I found that out the, the hard way. About 30 years ago, I, I was a vice president of our Sunday school class, and it was my turn to open the service, and God had... I had prayed the night before, and I had given God, asking him to anoint and to give me something. He gave me three songs to sing and gave me a word to share. I don't know why I did it. I think I do now. I think God wanted me to know who he was. But for some crazy reason, when I got up to, to do what I was supposed to do, I buckled under the pressure, and I said, guy was in my class, I said, Brother Raymond, come on up and lead some songs for us. Now, I had all night long to pray about it. He had about two minutes. He come up the front and got his guitar, and he sang the very three songs, hello, that God asked me to sing. And almost word for word, what he had told me to give to the class. And when I'm walking out over at the lighthouse from Hibbert Hall going over to the sanctuary, I get about halfway there, and God spoke to me so clearly. He said, you and I need to talk. Because with, and here's the part you got to hear, God is going to have his way. With, he said, with or without you, he said, I'm going to have my way. I just showed you. I don't need you, but you need me. And I want to use you, but if you won't be available, guess what? I'll use somebody else. We were having a, a banquet one Friday night. And God spoke to me to go pray with somebody. And I waited. And I waited. And my best friend walked over and led him to Christ. That was a blessing that I wrought myself up. That's why God wants us to be available. Because we just don't know. We don't know what people are going through. There's been so many times in my life when I would say something, and I didn't have a clue why. But God knows. Because he has a plan. We visited a young couple years ago. Uh, I, I used to vis, visit the visitors at our church and there was a young Hispanic couple and we were sitting and talking to them 
I'm talking about letting the Holy Spirit lead you. I'm talking about God having a plan if you'll couple yourself, if you'll partner yourself with him. We were all sitting around. It was a young couple, and they had a couple of kids, and me and another guy was talking, and we shared some things, asked them some questions about the church, and, and talked to them about 20 minutes. We got ready to leave, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to pray over them. I said, okay. And I told him, I said, would you, guys mind, would you guys mind if I prayed over you? No, it's fine, it's fine. I bowed my hand and we just joined hands. As soon as we joined hands, the Lord spoke to me so clear. He said, I want you to pronounce blessing upon everything they do. Now, my words aren't much, but his words are powerful. And I did, and I'll be honest with you. Usually I feel anointing pretty much all day long. I didn't feel a lot in it, but I knew I had done what God asked me to do. We prayed, we felt good about it, went on to the next person or whatever. That was a Tuesday night, on Wednesday night, we had choir practice. And I'm over at Hibbert Hall before the service, and a young girl comes up to me, and she's bouncing off the wall, and I'm going, what's going on with her? He said, she said, hey, you know that young couple that y'all prayed with last night? I said, yeah, yeah, I do. She said, I work with the wife. She said, I'm going to tell you something, how good our God is. He said, what you didn't know, but what God did know. She was about to hand him divorce papers. I'm talking about you doing what God asked you to do. I'm talking about being led of his spirit. I'm talking about him having a plan for me, having a plan for you. He said, she had just about was fixing to hand him the divorce papers, and you walked in there and pronounced blessing on everything that they touched. And she said, you know what happened? And this is how easy it is. It's just like giving them a cup of cold water. She said, God restored their marriage. That's why God's placed us in places. You are blessed. Can I tell you, you are blessed. You are favored. The word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. It ain't about me. It's about him. It ain't about what I see in him. It's what he sees in me. And the best thing we can do as his children is make ourselves available. 24-7. Ain't no such thing as part-time uh, uh, living for him. It's 24 Because you don't know because I don't know. I had no idea God was going to use me in that capacity that night. But I'm glad I made myself available. And you, there are so many people today that are hurting they really are. I, I used to criticize, when I first got saved, people that drank and, and did drugs until I saw what they were facing and I saw that they were all along. I said, they got to do something. They don't know Christ. But Christ is the answer. We don't have to have all that garbage. Why? Because he's the answer. Everything we need is found in him. The word of God talks about every promise in the book. It's yes and Amen. His timing is perfect. Now, you couldn't handle all the promises today, but as you need them, you need a raise. He says, I can provide it. You need a car. I can provide it. You need healing. You know what? I can provide it. And you need to know for yourself. It doesn't matter. God is no respecter of persons, number one. Number two, I'm going to say it again. He chose you. You didn't choose him. He saw something in you that nobody else saw. Come on. 
I was reminded of years ago, our pastor's wife told a story one time of a young man in a, a little country church that had gotten saved. He was a town drunk. But God saw something in him that day. He gave his heart to God, and about one month into the revival, they were in a building program, and everybody was basically donating money and, you know, hey, I'll give this, I'll give that, and he, he, he wrote that on a piece of paper. God spoke to him one day, and he said, I want you to get up, and I want you to pledge. This is God talking. God can do anything. He said, I want you to get up. Now, you got to remember, this guy was a town drunk, like that really means anything to him. He said, I want you to get up and pledge $10,000 and tell them to give you six months to bring it in. He got up and announced what he was going to do, and they laughed him to scorn. But he went to bed, and he went to sleep, and God gave him the design of the bulldozer, and he became a multimillionaire. That's what God can do for you. Because he has good plans. He has good plans. Nothing but good plans. You know, everything isn't good. The Word of God says that, that everything wasn't good, but everything works together for good. Everything. In his Word, everything works because we're trusting him, because we're looking unto him, because we know that he's the answer. When I had been, been saved for about four months, December the 7th, 1971, my father passed away. I'm a senior in high school. I've been saved for about four months. And he died at 2 o'clock in the morning. About 4 o'clock in the morning, I was awoke by my mom, and she told me what had happened. And we had a half of an acre behind our land because my father was a bricklayer. And, I, you know, the family comes in, and they're boohooing, and that, that's okay. But I just felt like I needed to go out back. We had a some land out back, and I just went out to the back and raised my hands and said, God, I want to thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for giving me a good father. Thank you for giving me a father that told me who you were. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. And I, it's funny, Jerry, but it, sometimes God can say stuff, but we don't even hear what he's saying. And it dawned on me the other day just how serious he was. God spoke to me so clear, he said, Son, I need to ask you a question. I said, okay. He said, up until this very moment, every time you had a need, where did you go? And I said, I went to Dad. And this was the thing that he said, and I didn't even realize till the other day really exactly what he was saying, even though I knew. He said, if you'll let me, he said, your father's gone. But if you'll let me, I'll be a father to you I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you to the end. I hadn't even thought about that until the other day, and I thought, God was telling me even back then, I'm the answer. Whatever you need. And you know, the only way you find out is you put him, you put him to the test. You just prove him. It's not that hard. Just, breathe, put, just, just prove him. Because really, that's what he wants. Man, he wants to be, he wants to be so strong on your behalf. He really does. I, he really does. I feel like some days that, that God's sitting in heaven going, look at my boy. I'm so proud of him. We don't realize God loves us so much, and he has such great plans for us individually. And you know the best part? We get to share him. 
Come on, we get to live for him. We get all the benefits. And it's not even about the benefits, but it's, it's pretty nice to have, okay? It's about serving a God that loves you. It's about serving a God that's able. It's about serving a God that just cares about everything that you do. Any, whether it's small or whether it's large, he cares about it. Because number one, he created you. Number two, he still has a plan. In the midst of, of triumph, in the midst of tragedy, he's still right there in the middle of it. And that's the best part. He wants to be right there for you. The Word of God says he's just as close as a mention of your name, and that's all you got to do. Just call on him. How many times you start going through stuff and just start mentioning his name? Wow, goosebumps. Wow, somebody's listening. Somebody cares. And we have such a privilege to be able to represent him. I, I, some days I want to get on TV and, and apologize. We've done a real bad job for a good God. <laughs> he is so able. There is nothing too hard for him. There's nothing he can't do. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're going through. He has the answer. Because he is the answer. And the bitter part, he's not just doing it just to do it. He's doing it because of his love for you. And that's got to be the greatest thing in the whole world. I, I, I have I've always, it just blows my mind. You can't comprehend his goodness. Thank God for it. But he's so good. And he cares for us, the loved, the unloved. Come on. said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Not just the pastor's kids, not just, come on, but whosoever will. But whosoever will. I'm thankful for that this morning. Let's all stand. As I was praying, I asked the Lord because I like to, to put an end on it. And a better part of the message, I, the, the message is, here's who you are. That's who he wants you to be. There's two questions I want to ask this morning. I don't know, maybe there's somebody here this morning that maybe you're going through something or maybe you haven't given your heart to him, but you'd like to. The minute you say yes to him, and I don't like to even put it this way, but the benefits are yours. Everything he promised me and Jared and Chagun and everybody else, it's yours because you're his child. He paid the price. And the very minute you say yes to him, you bring all your garbage, hand it to him, and guess what? You realize he's the answer, and he takes care of it. God never meant for us to carry that. God never meant for us to carry that. And my first question, if there's anybody here at this point that doesn't know the Lord, would like to receive him as Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to come down first. Because he loves us. The greatest day of my life was the day I said yes. I honestly didn't know what I was getting into. Boy, I sure am glad I stayed. I knew it had to be good. When I first gave my heart to God the first time before I really totally gave it to him, it was, I was 16, and I, I used to have a really bad potty mouth. I, I'll tell you, just to tell you the truth, I wasn't living for God. I was full of sin. 
But I went down one Sunday night, and, and I don't think I even knew what I was doing. But the Holy Spirit began to deal with me, and I come down, and I give my heart to God to him. And I got up the next morning, and I felt a peace like I'd never felt. All of the traffic stopped, all of the garbage, all of the bad words I used to speak, all of the things that I used to like to do had come to a halt because I'd become a new creation. And old things were passed away, and behold, all things were new. And as long as I serve him, as long as I seek him, as long as I walk with him, it's still that way. Because the only rights we have are the rights that he gives us. Okay? I don't have a right to complain. I really don't. I don't have a lot right to gripe. I don't have a right to throw stuff. And I've done it before, unfortunately. But I don't have a right because the only right I've got, he bought me. I was bought with a price. Said, I've chosen you. You didn't choose me. Man, I've got a plan for you that you can't resist if you'll just say yes. If you'll just say yes. The other thing, maybe you're here this morning and you said, you know, once again, it's, it's so important for you to know who you are in Him, who you are, okay, for yourself, because He has a plan. And only you can follow him. Only you can say yes. And until you say yes, he really can't do much. His hands are tied. And maybe you've been saying, you know what? I've been trying to find out who I am for a long time. And this morning, I want to come and just say, Lord, I surrender all. I give it to you. And I want you to be Lord. I want you to lead me, to guide me. You know, we, us guys, we, we like to take care of things ourselves. <laughs> Stupid. We always mess it up. You know, like me, I go mess something up, and next thing I know, it'd be like trying to do plumbing or something like that on myself. I try to do it myself. I spend an hour trying to do it, mess it up, and I call, call, a, I call a plumber. He sends out his 16-year-old son, and he fixes what I couldn't fix in an hour and 10 minutes because he knows what he's doing. But God wants to be Lord. You know, there's nothing like, you know, I never even had five minutes to grieve when my dad died because my heavenly father stepped in. I never even thought about that for years. I just knew he was with me. I just knew he was with me. And I knew his form. I didn't know why. But his love for me and his love for you. If there's anyone this morning that says, hey, you know what? Man, I sure I sure would like to get on board. Amen. God is so good. Thank you guys for your time. Uh, hope you take these home. I like to give stuff tangible because how many times have we gone and listened to Jared preach and go home? So my wife will ask me on the way home every Sunday, what do you preach on? Come <laughs> on, let's be real. What do you preach? I don't, I don't have time, baby. It's deep. <laughs> it's really deep. You know what I'm saying? It's deep, and I, I can't tell you because you wouldn't understand. Yeah, okay. This is for you. This is for you this morning. And I'm give you the deal, but God wants you to know that he loves you, that he's for you, and he has a plan 
for your life, for every day, for every situation. He has a plan, and he is the answer. Amen. Word. Thank you, Rodney. Amen. We bless you. Yeah. All right. We're going to have some altar workers come here to the front, but um, I I feel like there's someone here. How many of you have ever bought, like, furniture from Ikea or somewhere you try to put together yourself? And, and you don't read everything, but you kind of skim it. You get to the end, and you got a couple pieces. You're like, oh, man, i got to go back and rebuild it. Anyone ever done that besides me? I, I feel like yeah. that there's someone here. It's, it's an identity thing, and you're building, and you're putting a lot of effort in. You're working really hard, and it's like you're missing something. There's a piece missing, and the Lord wants to fill that piece in today. He wants to fix it. So if that's you, come to the front, pray with someone. Grab someone there in the seat. Um, I just want to bless you. Again, make this a house of prayer. Come hang out. Come pray. Um, but I want to pray over everyone. I've, I can't get away from that. It's like there's, maybe you've even said those words. It's just like something's missing. Or there's something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing missing. You just, you just need to ask the person that has what you need, all right? So, so if that's you, I'm going to pray over you. And then if it's you, come to someone and get more prayer. But Father... You know, we come to you today. You're the, you're the God, our Father, who gives us our identity. You send your word over us, and it, and it is written. Y'all think about that for a second. He says his word over us. He calls us, and it is written. It's done. It has to happen. His word cannot return to him empty. So, Father, you've spoken specific destiny words over people here in the house. And I don't know if it's one or two or someone listening, but someone saying there's something missing. There's something out of place. There's just something not right. Lord, I ask today that you would fix it in Jesus' name. I ask that you would unlock them today, God, that everything would just fall into place, that this this rhythm of destiny would hit their life, and it would be like, I'm in the flow of your spirit, and things are working well. Yeah. Yeah, if that's you, receive that. That's the word for you today, amen? Thank you so much, Rodney, for a great word. Marcus, it's so good to see you, man. It's like, if y'all don't know Rodney's son, it's his, also his daughter, Angela, right there, and her husband. Uh, it's just good to see you guys here. I have the little grandson, Max, there too. Um, yeah, we go so far back with Marcus, man. What a fun, fun guy you are. But dude, just the, your love for the Lord. And I'm proud of you. And I'm proud that you're doing well in ministry and all that stuff. So it's good to see you. And, and uh, any other guests here, we just thank you for being here. We pray God does something special for you, uh, T and Angie, that God would touch your life, that uh, he would do something special for you today. So Father, we ask that you bless everyone here. Bless us as we go. And I pray that you would help us to uh, know that we're your kids. And you have everything we need. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name.